You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Hey guys, welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. My guest today is a legend in the industry, and I'm so excited to finally have her on. She's been in over 400 movies. She was a penthouse pet shot by moi. Uh, She's in the AVN Hall of Fame, of course. Please welcome the one and only Missy Stone. Hello, hello, everybody. Hi, baby. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Mm -hmm. No, I'm so excited we could finally make it happen. I mean, you're one of the funnest people in the Aww. industry. You're always like so like upbeat. Upbeat, personable. <laughs> like when Misty gets to the party, that's when the party starts. Right that's now. just how it is. I like that. And and speaking of parties, that is where I just saw you I at know. recently. A little birthday party. I know for Brad Armstrong. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know who he is, he's like a very decorated performer and director, um, kind of one of the old school veterans. Uh, my mom actually got him started in the industry. No way. Yeah, Isn't mom, that a fun story? Yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> she, he, she got, he got to start with my mom. Yeah. So um, I've always been really fond of Brad. He's done a lot for me. Yeah. He's like helped me a lot. Yes, he got me absolutely. like the Wicked gig when okay. I was shooting for Wicked. Yes. And uh, yeah, he's just a great guy. And so he, you know, he did the right thing. He like made his money in porn. Moved to the Bahamas. All right now. Didn't he? Yeah. I know, right? So you're going to live where? Honey? I know. Go, I know. baby. But I'm proud of him. I know. I, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and he's like, I'm planting banana trees today. And like, <laughs> you know, that's like, that's his life now. It's just great. I kind of like that, though. That's how you want to retire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, don't know what I'm going to do when I retire. We'll see. Will I be planting banana trees like Brad Armstrong? I mean, if you buy a house in the Bahamas, you might. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. Maybe I'll go to Jamaica. You know, I like it real tropical, but yeah. I like it. I can see that. Yeah, Montego Bay or something like that. Are you like a warm weather kind of girl? I am, absolutely. 100%. Have, have to be. I do not do. But I don't care for humidity. I just don't like the humidity. So that's something I would have to get used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's definitely humid in those places. Oh, baby. Yes, I know. You're an LA native like me. I am. Yeah. Born and raised. Inglewood to Hollywood. Wow. <laughs> have you ever lived anywhere else but Los Angeles? Uh, you know, I did live in Nebraska for a very long time. I kind of went back and forth mm-hmm. um, from Omaha to um, Los Angeles a lot of my childhood. And then I bought my first or got my first apartment when I was older Mm -hmm. and started out there because it was a lot cheaper. And I just was a very smarter, young individual starting out. Mm -hmm. I make sense. And I know that California is too expensive. So I went to Omaha and started my life there young. And um, I have a shit ton of family out there. It's just so homey over there. The family over there in particular, we do a lot of stuff together. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you go bowling with your friends. You go to the club with your friends. You go to the movies with your friends. You do that in Nebraska with your family, Mm -hmm. your aunties and your cousins, your sisters. And it's fun and awesome. And I love it. So, Are you close to your family? I am. Mostly the ones in Nebraska, but everybody in California is kind of spread out. We funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why they are like that. They real Hollywood out here. <laughs> <laughs> so you had um, 
I mean, you had kind of a tough childhood growing up, right? I mean, uh, sure. It was it was tough, was it? I, I had food to eat. Mm-hmm. I had a nice house. Mm-hmm. We had to take our shoes off when you walked in the door, mm-hmm. you know, so... Uh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it's a couple riots in the hood sometimes. You know, maybe even a riot that uh, my school in particular started at one point. I think we had a walkout for the school riot or something because we didn't want the school to be changed. The name, the Crenshaw High was at the time, uh, uh, they were trying to change the name of the school and we were just not having it. Wow. And so we... Uh, did this whole walkout for the school and protested, and we were just ridiculous children. Did, so did they keep the name? We did. Okay. We did. Okay, so it worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> <laughs> the riot worked, you guys. <laughs> so do you want to tell me a little bit about your dad? My dad? Ah, mm-hmm. uh, the real one, huh? Ah, uh, shit, he wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he ended up... Honestly, to be totally honest, he wasn't that great. He did a lot of shit that he shouldn't have done, but he got what he deserved. Mm-hmm. He ended up and I and I it's terrible that I say that, but he ended up getting beaten to death like Rodney King by the police. Wow. Mhm. They beat him so fucking bad, baby, it's crazy. Um unrecognizable unrecognizable when was I was 6 in- years old. Oh. Mm-hmm. This is in Nebraska. Or was this, here in this LA? is in California. Yeah, okay. he was from California, so they beat him unrecognizable, and um, he ended up dying uh, in the hospital. So we tried to sue. We didn't get no fucking money. We ended up broke. But yeah, you know, you reap what you sow. If you do your family wrong, you do your loved ones wrong. You do shit that you know you shouldn't be doing. Then. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the universe will come back and bite you in the ass in a very vicious way. And I think that's what happened in this case. How did you feel about that when that happened? I was so young, you know. um, I reflect on it now very differently, but I was so young. I really didn't quite understand or grasp it all. I just thought it was love. I thought everything, you know, I'm just six years old. So, And at one point, I think I, I... actually uh, broke broke into my mom's room like I'm robbing my mom. But I got into my mom's bedroom and got into a drawer where there was um, a picture book. I'm like bringing, this is crazy, I'm like seeing memories right now. Um, there was like a picture book of him beaten up really badly, you know, in... Um, just pictures and pictures and pictures. And I remember that till this day. So um, that kind of sticks in my head. I'm so sorry. That memory just came, and I don't even know what the heck you just asked me. What was the question? It was um, about about your father and how you felt when he died. So this picture book, I'm assuming, is this from the beating that killed him? Yes, it was. Why do you think your mom kept that? Uh, Oh, because it was evidence. We were trying to win a case. Yes. Yes. And it, it it stuck in my head. It fucking obviously traumatized me. It yeah. did something. Yeah. Because I still see it till this day. But, you know, especially seeing your father unrecognizable like that when he was such a beautiful human being. Not inside. Right. But on the outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she had to keep it to, for evidence to try to fight the case. But we didn't win shit. And have you... Come to peace with like this kind of contentious relationship. It sounds like you had with your father at all, or do you think that there's still unresolved issues there? I've come to peace with it. I think uh, a few of my other siblings have not. Mm. Uh-huh. So I have come to peace with it. I just I use my sexuality to um, protect myself. Hmm. So that no one else can ever do that to me again. Mm. I I call the shots. I already, if you feel like you're going to try to embarrass me, you can't because this is who I am and this is what I do. Mm -hmm. You know, if you feel like you're going to try and take over me or um, uh, belittle me or make me feel less than or make me feel... uh, Anything because of sexuality, I will overpower you with that because I am so strongly embodied and I just, I fucking, I just know me so well and I know my body so well. I know my energy so well that I just, 
I don't know. It's it's something that helps me conquer that feeling of being overpowered by right. that man. Right. So I mean, that was hard to say, baby. Yeah, no, but I think <laughs> that was hard to get out. And I'm usually really good at talking. I think Fucking you said a. It really well, though. Oof. And just like to clarify, I mean, I'm getting from you that like your father molested you. Yes. So you see how I beat around the bush? Did you like that? <laughs> I mean, I, think- I beat all around the bush. It's <laughs> like you're going to figure out this puzzle all by yourself, baby. I mean, this has got to be a hard thing to, yes. to talk about. Yes. You know? And this is coming from somebody who's never experienced that. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I. Because you're supposed to, this person is supposed to protect you and love you. Yeah. You know, this is what you now think that this is what love is. Yeah. And so now continuously you fall into those type of relationships where someone is uh, abusing you, but you don't even know it's abuse. Mm-hmm. You think it's fucking love. Yeah. And then, and then when you finally find love, you can't even accept it because you've had your guard up or not even your guard up. You've just been so used to this being what it is that you're not able to accept that yeah. you think that that's wrong yeah you think something wrong with that motherfucker yeah. when it's really you yeah because everybody been treating you wrong right nobody's ever taught you the right way the people who were supposed to teach you abuse you right so this is where you are now now you got to teach yourself or now you got to learn from your own experiences and this is why i'm so goddamn hard <laughs> <laughs> but i i i kind of disguise it with laughing and and humor and whatever I can because if you cry about it every day then mm-hmm. yeah. I we don't think you'll our- ever get over it. I don't know how yeah. you get over it like that. I mean, we all have our coping skills. Yeah. And it sounds like you've taken sexuality and you've flipped it, right? You said that you're very you're very sexually strong. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you're like an alpha female in your relationships. Yes. And so that great. sounds like, you know, like you took that powerlessness you felt as a kid and you and you changed it. Mm-hmm. Do you so feel then, like that's helped you? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, within my mental and um, in my heart, you know, that mm-hmm. type of stability, yes. But uh, relationship-wise, not so much. <laughs> You're still figuring that out? I'm still figuring that out. That's a hard one, you know? It is, it is. I mean, having to unlearn all of that, mm-hmm. I, you know, I can't imagine. Yeah. And then finding somebody so nice to even sit there and try to be patient to deal with your shit. And mm-hmm. you still just can't get it. So eventually yeah. we'll figure it out. At yeah. least now I know. I'm aware of it. That's the first mm-hmm. step, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, I mean, life's life's a journey, right? It's all about figuring out, like, how we navigate the world and it's different for everybody. Girl, let me get some of this liquid death. <laughs> Should we talk about uh, happier things like porn? Let's do it. Yes. Let's talk about some porn. Now, let's talk about why I am such... Well, we've already talked about why I'm such a sexual person. Okay. Now, let's talk about the sex. Let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so how did you get into the adult industry in the first place? Okay. Um, shit. I had a prerequisite of stripping. Mm-hmm. Yep. I used to strip at a club. My, um, did my, you like stripping? Did I like it? I didn't think I was very good at it, hmm. but everybody thought I was just the cutest little fucking button, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, I didn't think I was very good at it, but I did it because I wasn't getting a lot of money any other way. So, yeah, yeah, I just needed money. So when you need money, you need money. And then uh, I realized that porn would offer me a little extra money. So mm-hmm. I decided, okay, well, I can have two jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a Jamaican. I'll take five jobs. <laughs> I'm not really a Jamaican. But, um, uh, yeah, so I started dancing and then, um, which is crazy because I ended up, my cousin ended up coming to California and meeting an agent and doing like this magazine, uh, Fish and Grits, way back in the days. They used to have a magazine where they used to have a... Uh, basically uh, rappers and porn stars would get together and do like really amazing uh, magazine covers and, you know, have these great little uh, uh, photo shoots. And it was just, it was really cute. I liked it. And um, she started doing that and she was very voluptuous, mm-hmm. you know, so she was the type for the rappers and all that. When I came back out here, because I had went back and forth, I told you earlier in the beginning, I kept going back and forth from right. Omaha to California. So when I was in Omaha, because that's where I met this cousin, um, she told me how well she was doing out here, said, you might as well come back, you know, because the money's good. So I came back, tried to do the same thing, 
Didn't work out for me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as voluptuous. Mm-hmm. I was actually very tiny. Mm. And fish and grits did. It didn't look like I was eating fish and grits. Okay. <laughs> Where is the fish and grits, girl? So I did not get the jobs that, you know, she was casted for and the magazine covers. So, um, but the agent that she was working with, Ron Ellis, I don't know if you're familiar with him. um, He was an adult film agent as Mm -hmm. well. So that's how that went. Ron Ellis. Ron Ellis. He actually uh, died a little while ago, but he was one of... He was my first agent, actually. I feel like there's no way that I yeah. haven't come in contact with yeah. that guy at some point. Really, really, really big guy. Had all the top black girls. I mean, any black girl from the early 2000s, he he managed mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, me, Pinky, Roxy, Naomi Banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else was in that house? Roxy Reynolds, uh, Carmen Hayes. It was just so many of us. Um, but anyways, it was like a, a, a model house that he had for all of us. Right. So we could all stay there, you know, like they always have. Oh yeah. But it was just a bunch of black girls. It was mm-hmm. really nice. All my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, Ron is the one that put me on and then I started doing adult and five years later, people started to notice me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and then I start like actually winning awards and shit just got Real easy. I met James, my publicist, and mm-hmm. he started introducing me to everybody, and we became longtime friends forever. Mm-hmm. I'll never let him go. I know he's <laughs> crazy, baby. Trust me. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm a little, I'm a little cuckoo too. So we get along very, very well. Yeah. We argue a bit, but we get along very well. So, yeah. and and I am very loyal. Mm-hmm. I, it's something about my personality that you know. Fun fact: I am extremely loyal. So if you show me that. If you do anything wonderful for me that helps me excel in life, mm-hmm. you know, or even with my mental health, you know, things like that. If you are just a fucking wonderful human being to me, mm-hmm. I am loyal to the soil. Mm-hmm. I will love you so hard. Yeah, I will. That's a good quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a lot of people like that. I'll fight for you even if you won't fight for yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those friends. So you met this agent. Can you tell me about your very first porn scene? Do you remember? Oh, baby. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was at Ron's house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, it was with an Asian guy. Uh, Super easy stuff. So it didn't make me feel in any type of way. It didn't make me feel like, oh, my God, I'm so scared to do porn. Mm -hmm. I never want to do this again. You know, it was easy, smooth, baby. Like, did it in the bed in a in a place that I'm familiar with where I live. You know, I'm comfortable comfortable with these people. There's one camera guy. There's the guy, the Asian guy that I'm fucking super sweet. I don't even think he spoke a lot of English, hmm. you know. Um, my agent was there the whole time to make me feel even more comfortable. It was, uh, it was, baby, it was super easy. So after that, I was, I was on my way. <laughs> and then, and then, of course, the second scene they slapped Charlie Mack on me, so that was crazy. But I don't remember who that was. God, he was a big boy. Oof, he was a big, big boy. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, I did Charlie Mack. The, the my it was my second scene, but my first scene was this Asian guy in a familiar place. Yeah. They just they really tried to make it a really smooth transition into porn for mm-hmm. me. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate the people that were my coaches, even my my mentor, you know, Vita Valentine, Roxy Reynolds. I just, I appreciate the people that help my my smooth transition. So you'd like a <laughs> sense of community in the adult industry kind of from the beginning? I do. Yeah, I did. I had all that. Yeah. I worked my way up though. Now don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I was carrying bags and doing all kinds of shit. <laughs> Definitely worked my way up. But, um, yeah, we did have a sense of community. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It was nice. It was so nice. did you get into this industry thinking, okay, this is going to be a long-term career path for me? Or were you just like, I'm just like oh, rolling I'm so with young. the punches, yeah, I'm whatever so... comes up next? And you know what? Let me stop blaming it on me being so young because I'm still kind of like that now. I am a uh, very spontaneous uh, – I live – I just live. I, I learn by my experiences and whatever is happening, I grow with my experiences. Like, 
that's how I progress. That's how I become better. That's how I, I don't really know where the end is going to be. I just know that every time I see something I want or something that's greater than, than what I have or than what I've been doing, or maybe it's going to make me a better person. I'm going to look forward to that experience now. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm going to follow. And then I'm going to keep following the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. And that's just how I operate. I mean, it seems like it's worked out for you so far. Yeah, but I don't really have a plan, so I don't got a plan. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people who have plans, and, like, often those plans don't work out. I know. That's why I don't like to disappoint myself, and yeah. I think I that's one of my pet peeves about people. If someone tells me they're going to do something for me, I prefer you not to, baby. Hmm. Please don't tell me you going to do a... Can I say motherfucking? Yes. You can't. I don't want you to do a motherfucking thing for me. Don't tell me. Just do it. If you feel the need to do it, I think it's wonderful. And I'm going to be so pleased that you did that. Thank Mm -hmm. you. But I just don't want people to tell me they're going to do something. And then it doesn't happen because now I'm disappointed. Mm -hmm. Now I just. So, yeah, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. I don't. don't, Yeah, I just do it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's funny because it's. You and I are are very different. Um, I'm very much a planner. Really? Oh, oh my God. You would hate me. Yeah. I'm, I'm like a planner. I like schedule. I'm like, I'll get there when I get there. I'm I so like, spontaneous. Yeah. Oh, I my like, God. I, I am the least spontaneous you person you will meet. Oh, <laughs> but I look at you and I can appreciate that you have that quality of life. Like you always, like, you know, like I said, you're always bubbly and full of life and you seem to really enjoy things and be in the moment. Yeah. I feel like I'm never in the moment. Yeah. I'm always thinking about the next thing. Mm. I'm thinking about what I'm doing next, like where I'm at. And I, I find it's very hard for me to force myself to be in the moment. You know, you've ever read Eckhart Tolle? Mm-mm. So Eckhart Tolle is an author and he wrote a book called The Power of Now. And okay. there's this this well, like part in there that I, like the I always – it's a good book. I recommend it if you'd be interested. So there's a there's a part in it that I always think about. And he talk because the whole mo- the whole book's basically about being in the moment, right? Yeah. Um, and he goes and visits like some beautiful waterfall with a friend of his. Okay. And they're there and they're at the waterfall and they're looking at this – they're in this beautiful place. And she says – What do you say? This is so great. I can't wait to wait to come here again. So she's already thinking of the future. Okay. She's already thinking of leaving. She's not even in the moment enjoying it. Oh, and the first she's thing thinking I just about, said is, what do you see? Right. She's thinking about, well, when I come back. Yeah. And it's it's hard to do that because I often, even if I'm in a great moment, all I can do is think about like, it's hard for me not to focus on how it's going to end. Hmm. You know what I mean? So You when, need a friend like me. <laughs> Maybe we balance <laughs> each other out. <laughs> She's like, you'll drive me crazy, Misty. I don't know. <laughs> you'll have me worried all day. I'm like, oh, forget the movie. We'll go somewhere else now. But, yeah, but we had tickets to the show. I would go bananas. Fuck that show. I'm like the kind of person who like, I just bought well, this- Disney on ice tickets like for December. Whoa, we'll like- go see fireworks over here. It's so cool. I've got a friend who's got a mansion. Let's go to his party. <laughs> You would hate it. I am I am not that kind of person. But, you know, maybe I would be a little bit happier yeah. if I was more like that, yeah. you know? Yeah, I dig it. I dig it, baby. Shit, I don't even know what kind of advice to give. I'm not a good at giving advice. I'm just good at fucking being. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all right. I'm yeah. I'm I'm good, you know. I think having a kid helped me like Yes. Force me to slow yes. down and, yes. and stay in the moment. And oh. You know, like you were saying earlier about your What's issue. What's going to happen to me when that happens? Do you want kids? Of course. Mm-hmm. How many kids do you want? I don't know. <laughs> however the universe, however many the universe See, there you go. Me. You're not even planning kids. I know. Like, I, whatever I get. I just like whatever I get. I'm going to love them no matter what. So yeah. it doesn't matter. But I just, I totally wonder if I'm going to still be a kid like them and mm-hmm. grow with them like that or and be in that moment mm-hmm. or if I'm going to be... Uh, if I'm going to grow up and be a real mom. You know, it's that balance, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like I also – I have a hard time, like I said, you know, being in the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a more – even though I like I joke and laugh a lot, I am a more serious person yes. overall. Yes. And my husband's not so much. So my okay. husband, like when he plays with our daughter, he's very silly and goofy and like games and like she loves that. Like yeah. she, he's definitely her favorite. <laughs> She's like, it's totally not so me. So true. And I'm like the more serious <laughs> Eat one. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> yeah. I am the disciplinarian. Yes. It's harder for me to be in that kid place. So 
I am a little bit envious of that relationship that he has with her. But I do think that I will be – my place as a parent will be better suited when she's older. Oh, yes. And she's going through, like, oh, the yes. teenager Girl, shit and you. the boys and yes. the, you know, like, trying to and figure out who she is. talking to him about yeah. any of that stuff. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to be, <laughs> like, like no. a better – like yes. better in that phase of her yeah. life. So I'm kind of like, okay. Give it give him the trophy for now. Yeah. <laughs> he she can, can be her favorite for now. For now. <laughs> when she's older, she's I'm gonna she's be the mine. favorite. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. And she's only three now. She's not she'll be three next week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna affect my life if that ever happens. But first I have to get my man back, you know. Mm. Fucking A. Did you just go through a breakup? Yeah, I totally did. Uh-huh. Totally did. I just have no I'm just so spontaneous mm-hmm. so spontaneous, so all over the place. Mm-hmm. He just is just like I can't deal with this, Misty. You guys were together for a long time. We right? were for five, almost four years. Yeah. Yeah. We would have had our four year anniversary in November, but we broke up a month before. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. Do you think that you guys might work it out? Ah, shit. I hope so. We're really um, very mature individuals, so Mm -hmm. I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that, um, I don't know, I just think that we're very special for each other, like, you know, in certain fields. (laughs) Yeah. That's what you want to call it. And I don't think there's anybody else that's going to fill that void. So right. We're all right. If, if we just give us some space to just do us mm-hmm. and work on us, because that's just really what I want. I don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is what I want. I just need some space to just do me and work on me. And because I don't, I don't do well with people in my space, my personal space. Mm-hmm. I am amazing outdoors. Mm-hmm. But if you live with me, I will cut your fucking head off. Did you guys live together? Oh, my God. Somebody strangled me. (laughs) Worst time of my life. How long did you guys live together? He was wonderful. I don't even remember. I hated every moment. Wow. I just, I just, and it's not him. He was wonderful. Most Mm -hmm. wonderful roommate. Is a, I don't even know if I should call. I don't know. Yeah. But he was wonderful. It's me. I just cannot stand anything. Everything irks me because yeah. it's all mines. It's just mines. And I don't want you to touch my things. That is not how you wash that dish. How oh, dare, how dare you sweep the floor like that? I'm one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it didn't work out because I just don't do well with people in my personal space. Yeah. If we're going out and having a good time. Great. But then when we're done, I'm going to go home. And you should go home too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hear you. You know, I find that uh, what I've come to with my husband, we've been together for like seven and a half years now. And there's definitely things that he does that irritates me. I mean, it's the same. Anybody who works, there's things that I do that irritate him. how you do it. So I'm able – I've just come to a place in my life – I've already been like married once and divorced once. I've come to a place in my life where I'm just more accepting of things and I recognize that there are things to get riled up about and put your foot down and there are things to let go. And that's the end of the world for me. And trust me, it took me years of therapy. You know, I'm in a 12-step program. I've been sober a long time. I do a lot of work on myself to get to that point. So when he, you know, after all my carefully folded clothes go in the drawer, after he pulls the drawer out, rifles through all the clothes, and leaves, like, things bunched up everywhere so I can't shut the drawer again. Instead of getting angry with him, yes, I just put it back and I think to myself, you know what? It's okay that he's not always going to clean up after himself the way that I want him to, but he's a wonderful cook. He's a wonderful father. Right. He takes care of my mother. Yeah. He's really good to me. He puts me first. Like, all the other the, things. All these other things that he's so wonderful at. And yeah. You are, and, and you I look ma- like a bitch. And I'm able yeah. to weigh those and yeah, be like, well, these are like these things don't matter. The yeah. fact that, like, he doesn't wash the dishes yeah. and the fact that, like, he doesn't put the clothes back in. It's the, ridiculous. Yeah. These things don't matter. They really don't. These things, they like, matter. that's yeah. what matters. When you weigh it out, absolutely. And I'm yeah. – and, and I truly, like – and it's not me, like, trying to talk myself down from it. Like, yeah. I'm – in full no, acceptance of that. Uh, that is logical thinking, baby. And yeah. I'm glad you shared. Because <laughs> I need some logical fucking thinking in my life. But yeah, yeah it took me a while to get there. Okay, I'll Journey get there. for all of us. I'm going to fucking get there. You're going to get there. I'm going to get there. <laughs> come on, babe. Come on back home. I'm ready. No, I'm not ready yet. I'm just kidding. I'm not ready yet. We all know Adam and Eve is the one-stop shop for everything sexy. 
And now with my code Holly, you can get any one item for 50% off plus 10 free gifts. And you'll even get free shipping. So spice up your sex life at adamandeve.com, but only if you use code Holly. And we mentioned earlier that you've been in over 400 scenes. Oh, yes. Uh, you've done a lot of features mm-hmm. and a lot of gonzo. Mm-hmm. Which do you prefer? Uh, oh, my goodness. I think because I started when the error of um, – I think we were just talking about this earlier uh, – parodies. Mm. Yes. The era of parodies. When the era of parodies came out, that's when I kind of started to blossom. So mm-hmm. I loved it. And I prefer uh, showing my acting skills. I did a play like a really long time ago. And I don't know if, if you came or not, but I invited everybody. I mean, from XBiz to AVN, everybody was at this play that I did. And um, I, uh, I just, I enjoy the idea of acting and becoming another person or mm-hmm. capturing that. I prefer doing the parodies because I actually get to act. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually get to have a script where I'm not just fucking doing gonzo. Mm-hmm. You know, I do enjoy sucking dick. Now, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I do enjoy it very, very good. That's why I'm very good at it. But I just, that's why they call me the Holly Berry of porn because mm-hmm. I was good at reading scripts. Mm-hmm. I was just a natural at it and I didn't even know it. And you're good at memorizing the lines mm-hmm. and everything. Super easy. See, I'm so bad at yeah. it. Like, well, you give me a blunt, let me go in the back, wherever, I by myself, because I probably shouldn't smoke with the other girls, because mm-hmm. they're dingy and they don't know how to smoke and mm-hmm. still read their lines. So, but I need my medicinal marijuana, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And I go in my back. I did Oprah one time, and um, when I played Oprah for this, do you, first of all, Oprah talked too much, okay? <laughs> first of all. And, like, at first I was looking at this script and I was just like, they want me to learn this, right? Like, this is crazy. Like, and, you know. What movie was it for? uh, Larry Flint. It was his idea. Okay. Okay. (sighs) He wanted me to wear this wig, girl. It was, so I did it. (laughs) I did it. I played Oprah. I I played the fat Oprah. I played the skinny Oprah. Uh, Carl- Wait, so you wore a fat suit? I wore a fat suit for this. Oh, oh my we God. went all out. Okay, wow. there's paparazzi. I think uh, uh, Carlos. Uh, shoot! Oh my God, he was so adorable too. He played Stedman. Oh, he was so fine. Oh, mm-hmm. mm, yum 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 yum. But anyways, uh, yeah. So I just prefer doing the acting, and mm-hmm. now I still work. Don't get me wrong. But I more so work for myself, you mm-hmm. know. I make a lot more money on my my platforms where I put mm-hmm. my content at. Right, yeah. So I, I still work, though, you know. Mm-hmm. I still work for, you know, big companies if they, you know, ask me to come through or do some type of promo stuff for them or whatever they need if me to If it's a do. job that you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. I will come through. But, um, yeah, it needs to be some significant money, baby. Mm -hmm. So I make more money doing that, and I just – I prefer to do it that way because Mm -hmm. it's just – it's easier. I get to make my own rules. Yeah. I get to have my own set. I have my own cameraman. They're all my friends. We all get along and work well together. It's just good. Yeah. No, I understand. I mean, you know, that's a case with a lot of performers these days, especially veterans like yourself who've been in for a long time yeah. and like have you put your work in, you put your time in, Yeah. you know, but I enjoy doing it by myself. Yeah. I don't know why. I just love it that way. No, I get it's it. It's easier. Yeah. I get to be my boss. I get yeah. to make the rules. It's nice. I get to say what I like, if I like it this way, if I want it to be said this way or not that way. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want the curtains closed or open, baby. Mm-hmm. You know, so I like it. What's what? Do you have a favorite parody movie that you've done? Because you've done mm. a lot, like pretty Ethnicity. iconic ones. Ethnicity. Okay. Top. Uh, I think Brad. I was going to say that's a Brad Armstrong yeah, film. That is a Brad Armstrong film. Ethnicity was top notch. He just brought us, he showed how fucking talented we were mm-hmm. as actors, as performers, because we nasty too, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think I mentioned that. But, you know, as actors, as performers, we just killed that movie. It was so much drama and I don't know, it was just very well put together. Mm-hmm. So. Ethnicity would be my favorite, and I think, and I'd that was like that cast was almost all people of color, right? Oh yeah, 
everybody on the movie. And that was kind everybody. of early before, like, they were, you know. Even, oh, it was not her. They were like, oh, you want to do an all black movie? Yeah. How dare you, Brad? Yeah. Wicked was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but we did it. Yes, yeah. we did. No, I remember yes. when that came out. Yes. And that was before, you know, I mean, so obviously you've been in the industry a long time. Yes. You've seen like the prevalent racism. I have. Um, been an advocate for it. Many, yes. Uh, so many years. Yes. Yes. Do you think that but things have girls- changed? Yeah, no, absolutely. There's some girls now taking our spots and advocating now and they are doing an excellent job you mm-hmm. know so um i see a lot of change <laughs> don't we have um the female performer of the year mm-hmm. is an african-american young lady mm-hmm. by the name of kira Nior. oh she got dreads and all baby oh mm-hmm. she really whipping it mm-hmm. so i think there is change um hmm. i i hear from a few friends because you know i People don't treat me the same, I suppose, mm. you know. So, but I, I remember. You, you I, mean they treat you better now because you're Misty Stone. Yeah. So maybe like less recognizable names might get treated. People might treat them. Yeah. Different. So I get, I mentor a lot of young ladies mm-hmm. and I get calls from girls that give me advice or t- for me to give them advice about what they're going through or just for them to vent if they mm-hmm. need to or, or just see what I have to say about the situation right? so that they can approach it in a different manner next time, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and they're just like, you know, Misty, is it is it really like that? Like they just uh, shun us away like we're nothing. She was like, because I, I've been looking for my stuff, my pictures. Nobody's telling me where they are. You know, it's like, I know I took a whole bunch of pictures because I took it with a lot of the known girls. Mm-hmm. She was like, so how come nobody is recognizing me or wanting to help me? And I was just like, you know, I said, well, let's see if some surface, you know, maybe she's looking too quickly for the pictures. Is the I'm pictures like, like from a movie? Uh, no, they're just from red carpet. You oh, know, gotcha, from a gotcha. Party, yeah, you know different things. And she's yep. wondering where her pictures are. Yeah. She's like, and I know I took some with some prominent girls. Mm-hmm. She's like, so where are they? Mm-hmm. And she's like, why are they just like shooing me away? You know, and not answering me. You know, mm-hmm. and she's like, is that always how they they treat us? And I'm like, well. I ain't gonna lie, baby. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we do get treated like that, but let's just, I tried to, you know, smooth it over and, you know, give it a couple of days, see if your pictures surface. You know, she's like, because I've contacted all the photographers. I said, well, maybe you don't know all the photographers. Mm-hmm. So let's just see what pictures surface. But yes, absolutely it happens. You know, if you're not, if you haven't already worked for it and people don't know you, they're not going to give you the respect that they would give the next young lady who yeah. has fairer skin. Yeah. It just happens that way. I don't know. Yeah. And it, it even happens in our own fucking culture, you know, and it's something called colorism. Yeah. So we don't even tap into that because you have to start there first before you address what's happening on the outside. It's a, it's a whole, oh, baby, you really want to get into that? <laughs> <laughs> you got to work what's all going on at home first. And then you can address everybody else. But mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, it happens all the time. And you were only the third black woman to be on the cover of Penthouse and the first black performer to have a signature fleshlight. Oh, yum, yum. Yeah, I am the first uh, fleshlight, black fleshlight girl, uh, mocha colored fleshlight girl. I used to have a mocha color. Um, and then they they changed my color, I guess, recently. I'm not even sure what color I am. They changed your color? Yeah, it used to be mocha colored. I'm not sure what the color of my skin is now. <laughs> Thanks, Fleshlight, for helping me um, question my um, race. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, I am the first black Fleshlight girl, which I used to oh took take so much pride in that. Being a Fleshlight girl was like the biggest thing to me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm standing next to Tara Patrick and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Jesse and uh, maybe not uh, um, Jessica. 
Jessica Drake. There we go. You yeah. know it. Also, Jesse Jane was yes, a flashlight yes, girl. I used was, to actually yes. shoot all their stuff. Was she? Okay, so she must Jessie have been Jane one of the was, first. Okay. Yeah, I shot for flashlight very early. Yes, and, yes. So I shot Jesse for them. Okay, yeah. I, you didn't shoot me too. You didn't. no, they dropped me by then. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> she said they dropped me by then, and then they got revamped, and all these other Clients people come came and around. Go. Yeah, I dig it. But yes, no, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I still think it's amazing because it just has so much history that. I have with it and I felt like I was a part of this like fucking amazing family mm-hmm. like I really miss how we used to go to dinners together and just I don't know I just like how they really took care of their girls personable mm-hmm. personably is that the word I'm looking for well but also too like I mean this is one of the first products where it really was the star mm. power that sold the product because yeah. people are buying a replica of your vagina yes so you are the selling point not the sex toy particularly yes I mean it is the sex toy but you know what I'm saying yes, like they were using it's the a star driven yes. marketing yes and that's the first time that anybody had really well I mean we had dolls but this was something that you could Really buy really. and you yeah. hide in your bedside <laughs> yes. drawer. You know, take on the plane. The dolls are like you can't really hide those. You can't really hide those. <laughs> so this was like, yeah, it was skyrocketed, and they they were naming it the number one toy in the world. Yeah, I believe um, they were doing like an said, insane oh, amount of money. Doing good, good because yeah. those checks were amazing for me. Um, you know, and I still get paid till this day, so it's wonderful. It's really nice to be a part of that. So, um, and then as far as me being uh, the third black woman on the cover of the penthouse. What an amazing photographer shot that. Ah, that would I mean, be, uh, I, I, was looking is, at, I was looking at those photos. I was like, that person is talented. Girl, and she got the most amazing location at a castle. Because, you know, it's fit for a queen. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, um, nobody other than Holly Randall. And that was 2014. And, yeah, and considering yes. the penthouse has been around since the 70s. I know. I mean, and that's crazy. When did she grace it? The first, uh, Miss Vanessa Williams, was that in the nineties? So they've been around since the seventies, and then they decided to not do it again until well, and Vanessa Williams didn't they? Here, I'm gonna look it up. Didn't they like take old pictures of her and buy them from somebody else? Like. Oh, so I'm she not, didn't actually shoot. I don't think she shot for that. She just got put on the cover. I think they put oh, her on when she was famous. Oh. They bought old they nude photos of her. Yeah. They can do that. Yeah, and she had to resign the Miss America crown in 1984. What? Yeah. So this was back in the 80s, not 90s. This was in 1984. 84. Shit, I yeah. wasn't even fucking born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, she wow. um okay, let me- so she posed with another woman. I think it was a girl girl. And uh they, they did not authorize the release of the photographs. I mean, obviously Penthouse had some kind of release from yeah, the photographer. Well, you know how that something, goes. Once, but they probably didn't think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they knew that she was famous. they she was famous. And they were going to make They're some like, money. They're like, we have pictures on her. Let's publish these and ruin her career. Wow. But you know what? It actually ended up making her more famous in the end, it right? Did because of the scandal. It did actually. But that was not a willing That was not like her willing wow. to be in Penthouse, now which you is You see? Not see, which sucks. Oh my gosh, yeah. And we're over here just proud about it. And she like, what the? Heck she was like, this is not. How this dare is not you? What I was going I'm for. Miss America. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm still proud about it. Yeah. No, you should be. Because I, did we not talk about how proud I am yes. to be in this I mean, sexuality? You wanted to I be am in a it. Powerful. You showed up. Sexual. To set, prepared to shoot for it. You were happy to be there. In Different July, story. it was Christmas. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful Christmas. <laughs> yes, and they made us do that cover with like a relic from every single religion. Remember, we had like something for Kwanzaa, and oh, then we I had like do a, remember that we had like a Hebrew yes. thing, and then obviously we had like the Christmas tree. Like they wanted something from like every religion. They wanted yes. to be like a multi-religious yes, cover. Yes, yes. And yes. I just remember being like, "How am I going to put all these elements together and make they, this?" Like, and then they ended up just sense. having a Christmas tree. Well, the Christmas tree was, I think, probably the most prominent thing. Yes. So that's what people saw the fir- the most. Yeah. But there was definitely, like, I think, like a Hanukkah scarf 
Um, and then I can't remember what we use for Kwanzaa. Yeah, we, I can't remember because I had a set designer do that. You know what? Huh? It's like hidden things in that. I'd have to. That, I'd have that, to look uh, at it shoot. again. Look yeah. at that. I'm gonna go back and look at it. Little Easter eggs in there. <laughs> Little Easter eggs in our planet. <laughs> go look at that. So um, you mentioned earlier that you are like an alpha female, um, I which I think anyone who's met you knows that. And so you enjoy kind of femdom. I do. And you've had sex slaves in the past? I have, you know. I, and it's really just because I'm lazy and would rather someone else do things for me. You, you know, know, you call it laziness. I call it efficiency. I like that. I mean, yes, because you know, it's, uh, it's going to get done. It's got to get done. This the, the sex slave get, wanted to do it. You didn't want to do it. Let them do I it. I mean, that sounds like capitalism in a way mm-hmm. to me. And then they do really nice sexual favors for me too. So mm-hmm. it's just wonderful. Um, sometimes it ends well and they have a great mindset and sometimes it doesn't because they're fucking crazy. So and they you get had too one attached. time, you yes. had one time when it didn't end so well. Yeah, it huh? didn't end so well. Um, he got extremely attached, went berserks on me, started harassing me, and uh, showing up to my home multiple times a day, vandalizing my home multiple times a day. I had to call the. I, it was so embarrassing. Apologizing to friends, family, neighbors, calling the police every day. You know. Not being able to really, I, I would sometimes look out the window and be like, dang, I miss just being happy with people. Yeah. <laughs> like not having to worry about who's at my door, who's yeah. calling my phone. Like it was extreme. I felt like I was in a movie almost. Yeah. And I felt like I had to go through it alone because um, <sighs> it's almost like people weren't believing me or listening to me. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you hear that a lot about people who deal with stalker situations that like people don't take them seriously. Yeah, cops don't take you seriously, and it's almost like, oh, well, you, well, why would you answer his phone call? Well, sometimes I do because I don't know it's him calling me, mm-hmm. you know, or like, you know, they always have a a thing to ask me, but I'm like, how how would you feel if someone was calling your phone fifty times a day, mm-hmm. coming to your house and shooting your house up? How would you feel if somebody threw a knife at your window? How would you feel if the motherfucker was on your fucking porch and and oh. And then today he's in a great mood. He wants to bring you teddy bears and flowers. Like, are you fucking kidding me? What would you do, bitch? The wow. fuck would you do? So what, so, what did you do? Like, how did it I, end? I, I, I just called the police. I did. I, I wanted to. You know what? I, I wanted to shoot his ass. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I called the police and called the police and called the police and called the police because as everybody was telling me, you got to call the police. I called the fucking police. And they actually helped. They did. Took a while. But it was a female officer. Okay. And she was heaven sent. Yeah. She really cared. Yeah. And she did not want to see me in a grave. Yeah. She had the opportunity to speak to this man. And she understood what I was. Oh, she was just wonderful. And she has stuck in there through it all. And we locked him up once for seven months. He was supposed to get, I think, a year, two years or something like that. But he ended up doing seven months. Got out. Did you have to go to court? The first time, no. Okay. No, I did not. I I got away with not going to court because I just was not, I was not, I did not feel like looking at this man. Yeah, totally. You know, I don't, and every time I feel like I'm in his presence, it does something to him. Yeah. You know, it makes him feel like we're starting all over again or something. Yeah. And I need I need him to understand that that's a no. Mm-hmm. So I tend to not want to even be in his presence, even that if that means in the fucking courtroom. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the second time because he's so relentless, he did it again when he got out. God, as soon as he got out, I'm the first person he fucking called. He in the taxi cab taking pictures, talking about I'm out, bitch. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. So was he aggressive when he reached out to you again, uh, or was he like he has his days? It depends. So it just depends. So depends. some days he's like, yeah, kind and sweet oh, and so romantic. kind and so sweet. Oh my goodness! And then yes. other days he's angry. Yeah, just depends. It depends, especially if I don't even have to do anything to him. Maybe it's a family member that says something, or maybe a friend of mine uh, did something help. Made him lose his job. I don't know. People were sick of his shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of my friends, family member, fans were getting sick of him and, you know, retaliating or saying things, you know, to him because he's harassing me all the time. Mm-hmm. And he would come and punish me for that. 
Wow. Uh-huh. And I wouldn't know why. And so the second time you had to go to court. Mm-hmm. And then did he get put away then? He did. They gave him five years this time. Oh, wow. Is he still in jail? He's in jail as we speak. And then when, do you know when he's getting out? Hopefully. Uh, I mean, let me put it this way. Are you worried about when he gets out? Well, they said five years. So, but he could get out. You know how California is? Yeah. He can get out. On parole. Three. Early. Three and a half. I don't know. But even like five years, like, do you think that he's going to. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna be I, over it by then, or do you think like he's I think I'm go- I think I'm dealing with a psychopath. No, yeah, no. I think that this is never gonna be over. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's ever gonna be over. This is crazy. It's it's kind of scary. I ain't gonna lie. A little scary. A little scary. I'm not scared. I'm not so scared anymore mm-hmm. because I know he's put away. Right. But when he's out on the streets, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm losing. My, I'm always looking over my shoulders. Always got a knife on me. Always got pepper spray. Always got some. Always got some type of weapon everywhere I go mm-hmm. because I just I, I I will never allow a man to ever put his hands on me the way that that man put his hands on me mm. ever again in my life, girl. So he did physically attack you. Oh, broke into my house, did it all, girl. Oh Jesus oh, Christ! Girl, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. That must have been awful. That's why he got put away the first time. Mm-hmm. And to be totally honest, uh, the this is where the cops came in handy because they understand there was another incident that he had did that I needed to kind of testify on in order for him to get a much harsher charge mm-hmm. because the domestic things that were happening, it's almost like, you know, it gets ignored a lot. Mm-hmm. So I basically had to tell on him for something else. For them mm. to take what he was doing to me seriously. Wow. Does that make you angry? It makes me understand the ju- the justice system. Mm-hmm. Helps me understand it. Uh, because <laughs> it's just loopholes. It's always a loophole. It's always something. It's like, okay, so that's how you got to get that result. You just have to have the knowledge to get that result. Mm-hmm. It's not really justice yeah yeah Yeah. as long as you have the knowledge to get that result then or know that loophole Mm -hmm. yeah then you're good i guess that's why lawyers make so much money right so i'm just happy that there was an officer who gave a fuck enough about me Mm -hmm. that educated me on that loophole okay there we go okay Mm -hmm. um so on to happier things. Yes. Oh my God. It makes me so angry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I instead of crying, I get extremely angry. And, yeah. so, and then I cry. Because <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> and then I cry. Of course. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I will be, I will like scream and, and and scream like a lot of gang things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will like not be the person that you think I am. <laughs> You will be like, who are you? I'm like, do not make me mad. Um, so no. And then I come back to reality. <laughs> but yeah, that I instead I don't I don't uh I don't usually like get like, oh my god, I'm just so sad. I'm not one of those girls. I get really angry, then I mm-hmm. cry. So we went through those motions. You got to see that firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I didn't cry though. But did you see it? It was coming, dude. I was about to get so mad. <sighs> well, let's talk about your longevity in the oh, adult yes, industry. Let's do it. Um, what do you think has been the secret to you being like successful for such a long period of time? Huh, that's a good question, baby. What is my secret? It's just being Misty Stone. Shit. It's just the Misty Stone magic. You know, I try to keep up, though, with everything that's going on. I don't know. I Maybe, it, yeah, because I'm so spontaneous in the way I am. I just keep up. I, I got a lot of friends. Everybody loves me. <laughs> so it's easy to stay in the loop, I guess. Yeah. It's easy, you know. And I don't know. This is like my life. Mm-hmm. So I, it's almost like growing up in this life. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was young then, maybe didn't know so much, didn't know too many people. Now I'm growing. Now I know people. Now I'm in this club. Now I, now I know, um, you know. Uh, now I'm invited to red carpets. Now I'm, well, shit, I was hosting the red carpets. But, you know, it just, it evolves. And it's just my family. 
it's my porn family, so I'm just used to it. And I don't know how it happens. I just because I grow, I grew up here. Yeah, yeah. Maybe because I grew up here, and now it's just family. And you yeah. just, just, you know, I really got a sense of that when we were at Brad Armstrong's party yeah. the other day. Like I was talking to my husband about it when I got home, and you know, it was a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a lot of time. A lot of like the old school veterans, you know, like people that only like you and I would know, yes. you know. And uh, and I was just like that. Porn really is like this. It is like a community. Like it's a really close knit community, and it was so cool to see. Made you feel good. Yeah, like all these people I hadn't seen in so long, and you know, like recount old stories yes. and experiences yeah. together. And it was just like it was just nice. Send baby pictures. Yes. <laughs> watch, watch a guy get fucking pulled over on driving oh a gosh. golf cart with a dog in his lap. Oh my gosh, that was so hilarious! That was so hilarious. So we were at Brad Armstrong's party, and like we were at the uh, the local peasant, and they for some reason like were projecting the news on the wall, and some guy, some shirtless like guy in a golf cart was running from the cops at 15 miles an hour because he's high in a speed. golf cart. Oh, not a high-speed chase, but a, a, a very slow-speed chase. A pursuit. With a dog in his lap. And <laughs> just like – and it was actually really close to where we were. And we were just all – everyone was like cheering him yeah, on. Yeah. And then when they finally caught him, no one cared about the guy. Everyone was worried about the dog. dog. Yeah. Everyone. And but it was funny because it was like this. It was obviously like a sweet like golden lab. And the minute they tackled the guy, the dog just went around to all the policemen, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. jumping up on them, like wagging his tail, like oh my god, I have all these new friends. I and like swear the only. cops are petting him, and like <laughs> only in California so do you bizarre. ever see that because we have so many high speed chase. I don't think I've ever seen a uh, pursuit speed. with a golf course. No, a golf I've, ne- I've never seen that. Never. I've never and the seen dog that. just gave it a nice little uh, cherry yeah. on top. He was just like he was loving it. He was like, "This is fun." The guy's like on the freeway, like on the one seventy. I love it. I love it. No, that was Crazy. a good night. So yeah, but I just love how we are, though. We're yeah. a family. We're a community, and I guess I became a part of that. I don't really look at it like just a job. Mm-hmm. It, yes, yeah, my loved ones. Yeah. So that's how I get to stay happy and yeah. and successful. Because I treat it like a family. Yeah. I was talking to um, a friend of mine who just recently, not recently, but, um, you know, he was working in mainstream before. I brought him into the adult industry and he's directing now. And at the beginning he was like, you know, like, I'm not going to shoot porn. I'll just like help on the sidelines and do the soft core stuff. We'll see how that works out for him. He's (laughs) shooting full porn now. (laughs) Um, But he said, and, and this is so true. And this is what I try to tell people. And it's actually part of the reason I started this podcast. I was like, it's the people in porn that keep you there. You know what I mean? Like the, the sex is like an ancillary, like Mm -hmm. whatever. And, but it's like, my favorite thing about the porn industry is the people in it. Yeah. Like, because truthfully. You, you feel like when you get into porn already, you're an outcast. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like you belong. That's yeah. why most of us even come to this community. Mm-hmm. So then when you found like, you're like, damn, everybody's like me? <gasps> really? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to stick around. So yeah. of course you're going to feel like that. Yeah. So no, awesome. you put it perfectly. That's mm-hmm. so true. Mm-hmm. The, um, was it the island of misfit toys? Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Same shit. That's the same shit, baby. Yeah. So now you feel like you belong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Misty, thank you so much for coming mm-hmm. on. It was such a pleasure to it finally. It was a pleasure have to see you. you. Period. Like I haven't seen you in forever, and I'm very proud of your show. Thank you. And yes, and I'm glad that I got to bless it today. Baby. I know it wasn't. It wasn't a real show until you came on. To be honest, thank you. <laughs> well, I, the internet wouldn't even work. Yeah. Not until I get here. Yeah. That's true. You're out of it. That's true. It won't even work till I get here, baby. This is true. No, I love you so much, and thank you so much for having me. Of course. You are just like a ray of sunshine. Yes. And I I I really push good energy and beautiful things in your future. Thank you. I just see like, I don't know, you have like this ray. Am I a psychic? I might be. (laughs) Good things in your future coming real soon, honey. You know what, Misty? I believe everything that you say, so I'm going to choose to believe that too. Yes. (laughs) Well, have a good day, you guys. Can you, before we go, though, can you tell everybody where they can find you online? Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, I have an Instagram now, and I got deleted before, so I have a new one, and that is at Misty Stone, the legend. Yeah, just like that. And then I have my Instagram. 
I did say Instagram. I have my Twitter, which is Misty Stone Triple X. Never change that. Uh, if you want to come to one of my digital platforms and play with me a little, maybe get to know me a little better, then you can go to my OnlyFans slash Misty Stone. And uh, if you want to get one of those orifices and play with me personally, go to fleshlight.com slash Misty Stone. <laughs> Perfect. And then you guys can find me on Instagram at Holly Randall and on Twitter at Holly Randall. Go to hollylinks.com for links to all of my podcast platforms. And of course, go to patreon.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered to access all of these interviews live streamed and so many other bonus goodies. Thank you guys so much for joining me and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Your support means the world to me. A great way to show your love is to rate and review my show, and an easy way to do that is to go to ratethispodcast.com slash HRU, and you'll be directed to the various podcast apps your device supports, and then led to where you can leave your review. And if you can afford to financially support this podcast, you can do so for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com Unfiltered. This is where you'll get access to the live streams of my interviews, bonus Q&As with my guests access to my fine art photography and behind the scenes of my shoots, free memberships to my not safe for work website, hollyrandall.com, merchandise such as stickers, mugs, and hoodies, and so much more. You can watch the video versions of these podcasts at my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. Join us every Sunday evening for episode premieres where you can chat live with myself and other HRU fans as we watch the newest release together. You can also follow the show on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. All of my social media links are at hollylinks.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.